Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, it's Lainey, and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Hi, Sasha. Hi, how are you? Uh, how are you? I'm amazing. <laughs> and I'm That's not, a, not... That is like, very rarely do that. you answer with, I'm amazing. I know. I'm amazing um, because, uh, as I told you guys last week, I was up to be a juror tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, which will be the day before this podcast airs. I will know if I am a juror, juror on this trial. And I won't want I don't want to give too many details, but I will say it was the most interesting day of the last few years I've ever had. Like I remember I was I was coming home, I told Corey about it, I told my sister, and my sister was like, I haven't seen you this excited about anything. Or you fucking live texted In, me from there. I did, which but I live text you all the time about <laughs> other things. But this was actually like I don't remember the last time I was like riveted and like really intrigued about something that I have no idea about. Like it was just, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And if, and everything I hoped it would be, <laughs> it is going to be. Okay. And whether or not I'm a juror or not, this, I like what I wanted out of this trial, like the length, the intensity, <laughs> the like dramatic possibility is all there. And that's you, all I'll say, right? Because I can't jinx yeah. myself. And you have heard from lots of people who have had a yes. jury experience and, fuck, this is never going to happen for me. Like, ever. I no. have to live through all of you. Yep. That's okay, though. I will give… Why I will do you let think you... that I've never been invited? You know what's interesting? Now that we've talked about this, invited, now that we've <laughs> talked about it, I've gotten a lot of emails that people are like, oh, I just received um, in the mail… A, whatever, a jury application or whatever. Jury application. Does I the feel, government not know where I am? I feel, I feel like they know who you are. <laughs> that's why no, you're not getting something. I don't think that's what it no. is. Like maybe they One can't day. find my address. Yasik, are you like, is our address, pop, <laughs> like is, are we registered? I don't want to be like, you won't. One I, day. I you pay won't. taxes. I Lots of, like, I pay taxes. I pay dog license to fees and yes. whatever to the city. You're a citizen. I'm yes, a I get citizen. It. I like filling out the census form. I like answering I telemarketing. Like, I am, oh, well, I am present. This. My hand is up. And listen, I feel your pain and I feel your need because people, people, uh, alleged victims, alleged fucking killers, murderers need you. Because I will tell you this, when I looked around the room, I was fucking like taken aback by how many people looked really dumb. Like I, I know that sounds really horrible and really judgy, but I looked around the room and I was like, if these motherfuckers were judging what the future of my life was going to be, I would fucking, I would fucking commit because there are a lot of real stupid people there. And I can't, I won't get into detail because Jesus Christ, I'm seeing them tomorrow. But I was um, flabbergasted that this was the pool of people 
that could be deciding someone's future. So like when you are you like when do you get interviewed tomorrow? Oh my god. I, I get to sit in the box, in the little fucking witness box and then they ask you questions. <laughs> my hands oh my were god. sweating. Anyways, They're it's so exciting it, for it you. It is really exciting. So and what do other people really say lame. about their experiences? A lot of people are just um, were more wanting to live vicariously through me. They were like, I've always wanted jury duty. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. That kind of thing. They were like you. Because I feel like if Taylor Swift got called for jury duty, then anybody can. So I, I'm, like, I'm worried that like they're missing me. They are. Listen, I, I really do think that you would be amazing. How is it that my number hasn't come up? It will. I'll, I'll slip them your number. <laughs> Um, when but, you go there tomorrow, can you be like, yes. hey, I know someone who'd be I great totally for this? Do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, good me. luck tomorrow. Yes. And if, 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 knock on wood, yeah. if you are selected, um, if you perform well in the witness box yes. and answer the questions, mm-hmm. you know, to their liking, um, will you be sequestered? No. Because this happened a few, many years ago, not many, but if enough years ago, it's not one of those things where it's like happening in real time. Okay. Because I, so you still get to go home. I still get to go home. Okay. Do you still get to go home and like go on the internet? No. Well, that was what was so interesting. The judge was like, you, you, he tells you about the case. Right. Loosely. And he was like something that we're dealing with in modern law right now, especially in in, um, court cases is internet. Like this was not an issue many years ago when I first started. And he was like adamant. He was like, do not go online and research this case. Do not be your own detective. And I, as like a a really respectable potential juror, did not do that. I could have. I did not go on the internet. I did not search it. But then that's what I'm saying. There were so many fucking dummies that as soon as he said that, we took a fucking break. This fucking, like a bunch of fucking old haggy chicks that were just like not all up there were like, hey, so do you guys know about this case? Like wanting to get details about… right about the history of the case and who the suspects were. And I was like, bitch, the guy just told you half a second ago to not talk about it. And you're trying to fucking get some filtered details. Anyways, it was so crazy. Did you want to tattle on them? Yeah, I kind of like, I was <laughs> I want to tell the like, judge. You, I want to stand up and be like, rat them these out. fuckers are so lame. Kick them out. Oh my God, you're, already, so great. you're oh. already a narc. Yes, and I should be. Because <laughs> I want to like potentially save some goddamn lives or at least get justice. And looking around at these people, I was like, 90% of you would not be able to understand anything that's going on here. I'm not gonna you should narc on them. Yasik is telling no. Sasha right now to narc on these people. <laughs> no way. Anyway, I'm not going to do that. I mean, if I saw, if I saw the chick who said that in the break, get, yeah, get up there, I would have to, I would have to do something. I would have to say, nudge someone to be like, uh, get her off. Okay. Anyway, it's amazing. I love it. I will keep you posted. I love that, like, your jury experience is already turning into Real Housewives. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. So um, before we begin, last week we talked about orgasms yes. and faking orgasms. Mm-hmm. And then we had a question about whether or not there are people out there who um, have orgasms and don't feel chill afterwards and want to get up and like do right. shit. So we've heard from some people. Yes. Um, Sadly, and- we got no wave files of anyone doing fake orgasms, but whatevs. <laughs> 
Okay, so we won't say the names, but we will read a couple of these orgasm um, info notes. Um, Okay, so with the dude, I will immediately bolt up, get water or beer, and either start doing chores or shower. Like, I want out of there. I'm sweaty and hot and just need to air off. The guy is normally still lying in bed wanting to cuddle. Uh, Note that I do a lot of on-top action in bed, so I do expend energy during the act. I'm never one to cuddle, but hey, I'm a fellow Slytherin like Lainey. Thank you. Hello, Slytherin (laughs) house. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Even after I masturbate and have an amazing orgasm, I have renewed energy and start doing tasks. I used to have to masturbate before exams when I was in school to get myself focused. Anyway, those are my orgasm thoughts. Everyone is totally different. Oh, and if I fake it, I tell the dude that I didn't orgasm and then they'll just try harder next time. Sometimes I'll just fake it because my hip is hurting. I'm over it or tired and can, and can tell the guy wants to come. Also just realized I sent this from my work email. <laughs> okay. okay. So thank you, uh, C. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's somebody who Absolutely. is full of energy afterwards. Yes. And then here's another one. Um, uh, taking a moment after sex is not a true sign that a girl just had an orgasm. Okay, Sash? Fine, fuck you. I personally can have them and not feel the need to lounge in bed or touch the guy again right afterwards. I'm not saying I'm not interested in the cuddles or I'm void of the feels. I just don't feel like I always need cuddles. Besides, cuddling straight after tends to lead to having the sex all over again and sometimes I have shit to do. Good point. <laughs> that is true. Of course, this, uh, of course, this can be off-putting for some guys, but they get used to it and quite honestly, I don't give them much to complain about. So I really like the confidence that uh, we're mm-hmm. hearing in um, our women here. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. There are a so couple of, um, that's some orgasm perspective yes. for you all. And we'll keep them coming because I still think this is interesting. Okay. So uh, first question of this week. Yes. Sasha and Lainey, I need some life advice and encouragement on how to take a new adventure. Quick background. After college, I started working as an administrative assistant where I've been for the last nine years. What was at first a lovely place to work with a genuine caring boss who has since retired has turned into a place that's rife with anxiety and nasty, unsupportive people who I don't really blame. It's all trickle down from the top. I know I need something different and I've been looking for the past year to no avail. I have kids and choose to work part-time. However, I find that working part-time limits my options. I know I need a new job and cannot continue to work in my current situation. I've always toyed with the idea of becoming a yoga teacher, even going so far as to research how to do it in my area. My struggle is this. I'm not a very confident person and I don't really like change or risk. I'm not good at speaking in front of a group and worry that I wouldn't really make a good teacher. How do you, how do you get the courage to make a leap for yourself? Any ideas on how I can figure out if pursuing yoga teacher training is the right move for me, or do I just need to get over myself and do it? Any advice you can offer is much appreciated. Okay. So Elle is in a shitty job and does have… Other life goals. Yeah. Like what's encouraging here is that Elle is saying, I'm kind of like interested and curious about yoga. Well, that's like 90% of the barrier, right, is figuring out what you want to do, figuring out what makes you happy. And the fact that she actually has pinpointed yoga as something that she would like to explore is like, okay, you're on your way. The fact that you've just figured that out is huge. Um, But before we go into that, I would like to talk to you because you are the person with a bajillion jobs, one. And two, you started – don't look at me like this that you just don't want to talk about this because this (laughs) fucking relates – She's giving me like weird side eye. 
Number two is you took the biggest leap ever and quit your fucking job and started this fucking blog that this fucking podcast is on, which is mental for most people. You left like a full-time, well-paying career and you said, hmm, no, this little newsletter that I write to all my friends, I'm going to make this into something. That was a fucking crazy risk, no? When I look back, yes. I think that I had certain things in place that uh, made me feel confident that I could move forward. But yeah, it's because I was doing both. Mm -hmm. I was doing the full-time job. I was working at Covenant House Vancouver and I was writing the newsletter and launching the blog and I was doing both for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the kids these days or the the millennial expression for this is side hustle. Yeah. And I know that, I don't know if people are getting bored of this expression, but I, when I first heard it, I thought it was kind of like a cool thing. It's exactly, it describes exactly what it is and what a lot of people are doing is Many, many people now have side hustles. You have a side hustle or three. Yeah. I, I like actually, I didn't know the term side hustle was a faux pas, but I really actually think it's what everyone does now. Like everybody, most people that I know have two, three, four gigs on top of their full time. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I had the full time job and then I had the newsletter and then the blog as a side hustle. And then once the side hustle became viable, then I was able to give up the full-time job. Mm-hmm. And in Elle's case, this is a perfect opportunity. Oh, you yeah. have something stable that you don't love, fine, but look at that as like the anchor or yeah. your, you know, your little, um, you know, that you're using yes. your part-time job that you don't like. You're exploiting it so that you can go and do your yoga training. Until you are yeah. fully functioning and uh, have a business and then you fuck the part-time yeah. job, which is the ultimate, exactly. you know, the ultimate dream within the dream. I guess here, as you you mentioned, the barriers are the I can'ts. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can speak in public. I don't know if I would be good at it. Um this is so Pollyanna, but it, it's kind of like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Like, then you don't become a yoga instructor. Yeah. Like, and no one <laughs> needs to really know about it either. Like, you can be doing these things and pursuing them and and literally in your living room talk to your friend. Like, you can do baby steps with the public speaking. Like, you can do yeah. all those sort of things without it being some grand reveal at your first yoga class, right? Yeah. You can build up to these moments. And for me, I think too, like risk, I think we all fear fear and risk and and taking a leap into the unknown. But when I think about like, and listen, I've got a whole bunch of shit that I are that are on my fear list that I need to do. But when I think about all the things that I've done in my life that that have all been really scary at the time, I fucking look back at them and I'm like, thank God I did that stuff. Not all of them landed, a lot of them were failures, but A, I got a good story out of them, and B. I learned some stuff and I realized that, oh, I can at least try to do things. And I know that sounds like super like Sesame Street, but it's actually really true. Like I don't regret any of the risks that I've taken. And in fact, the ones that have paid off um, have paid off. Like I've, I've, been, I've, I've been really happy. I've learned so many things and other doors have opened through that. Well, to your point, nothing that is – no side hustle, no side hustle that becomes like a regular gig isn't hard. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going in thinking, oh, there aren't going to be days where I hate it and I'm going to not stumble, then I don't know what the point is of doing yeah. anything. Like everything that you're going to love is also going to be really, really hard. Yeah. 
it's all my jobs are all very hard. Yeah. And like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and itemize the ways in which they're hard. You, I feel like you would like to, but okay. Yeah. But they're all really hard. Yeah. And, and you all felt, and each one of them made you feel insecure at a stage, right? Totally. That's important to to note. I just took on a new side hustle this year and it's been really hard and like scary, but um, I, again, back to Sesame Street and Pollyanna, I just don't know that, I don't know that, why would you waste your time on something that wasn't hard and like didn't scare you a little bit? Because like the end result, if you do it and make it, is going to be so awesome. But in your case, Elle, um, again, if you assess if you assess the risk versus reward, mm. so you sign up for these yoga training classes and on the way to becoming a yoga instructor or not, you get super fit and super good at yoga. Like, totally. It's a win-win. So if you get to the point where maybe this might happen, where it turns out you do all the yoga and then you just can't like teach the yoga because you're not good at public speaking, you can still do the fucking yoga. Like the people in your right. class are going to be like, the worst, the worst thing that could happen would be there are going to be some assholes in the class. Uh, like this person can't teach me how to do yoga, but fuck, she's doing the yoga all by herself doing, really good. Yeah. Like you still win. There's still the people not being able to do the yoga you can do. <laughs> totally. But, and also those things. Shape. That would be me, by the way. I, I hate know. yoga. Though, <laughs> so, and there's also like a lot of shape shifting in those experiences too. Like okay, the goal right now is maybe you'd like to be a yoga instructor, but maybe when you start taking yoga, you meet some other person who's like, let's do this wellness thing, and it takes you down another fucking avenue. Or maybe, you know, the yoga instructor in front of people doesn't work, but oh, maybe you'll do like a fucking YouTube channel where you're just talking to a camera and that's easier. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to try these things and put yourself out there and then see what happens. Again, it could be a fucking failure, but that's that's kind of like the name of the game when you take a risk. And, and, and truly… Nine times out of ten, it does pay off yeah. in some way. Yeah. So to answer your question, yes, get over yourself. Yeah, get over yourself and do it. Okay, next. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Um... Okay, so Sasha and Lainey, I feel like this is a long story, but I would really like your words of wisdom on this. Last year, I was set up by a friend of mine, L, with the guy she worked with, R. She said things, okay, this is, uh, I can never remember. So L, so let's, yeah, so Lola is her friend and the guy that she worked with, R, let's call him Roger. Um, she said great things about him, so I was up for it. Things were going quite well. Sex was great, but there was something about him that I didn't quite feel right with. One being his friendship with another work colleague, E. Uh, so Emma. Let's, let's go, Emma. Emma, okay. So we've got Lola, Roger, and Emma. One night, he got me to pick him up from a work night out, made me wait 20 minutes for him. Turned out it was just them two, and he had taken her to the place we went on our first date. Who's Not them two, E? Emma? Yeah. Okay. Rog, so Lola, wait, so our reader, <laughs> so our, <laughs> We're just trying to so our reader, our reader's dating Roger and having good sex with him, but she's feeling a little suspicious about Emma. And then one night Roger wanted her to pick him up. Um, okay. 
No. Everybody knows what we mean, I think. Okay, so he was absolutely adamant that they were just friends and that she even had a boyfriend and made me feel like I was a psycho for even suspecting him. Anyway, we were seeing each other for about six months when he ended it out of the blue saying he thought we were just friends. I took it well. I wasn't going to fight for something I wasn't that sure of. However, five days later, he comes crawling back, asking to get back together, telling me all these things about how he thought he would ruin it and I intimidated him and he thought I was too good for him, blah, blah, blah. Fool that I am. I took him back. I thought I could give him a second chance after it seemed like he really opened up to me. He told me he didn't want Lola to know we were back together as he wants to keep his love life private. Mm, Okay. At the time, I agreed, but the closer I got to seeing Lola, the more I got uncomfortable lying to her. I tried to bring up with Roger, but he started avoiding me and I ended up not seeing him beforehand, so I went along with it. When I told Lola, she told me he had been in trouble at work for behaving inappropriately, overly friendly with female students. He's a teacher. And also for pursuing Emma so aggressively. Following her around, waiting for her wherever she went, basically coming on mega strong that other members of staff were uncomfortable. Also, Emma had dumped her boyfriend that week, the same week he started avoiding me. I was so angry, but I ended it calmly with him, and that was that. Lola still works with him and updated me recently that they are together now. Lola and Roger. And that I think probably Emma and Roger. And that they have been away together, etc. But the thing is, he has taken her to all the places he took me. Booked her on the holiday he was going to take me on. It's not him that I have issues with. I don't have any feelings for him left. I guess I just want to know, how do I get over being treated like this? How do I get over feeling like the whole six months were just him biding his time until Emma was available and I was just strung along? How do I get over feeling like I let this happen to me and I should have known better? How do I get over feeling like all men are liars and shits? And mainly, how do I get over feeling why her and not me? What's wrong with me? Okay, there are the, there are so many. This uh, A girl, I we don't have a name here, but um, I I need to tell you that this is so easy. This okay, is, good, because this, this is also this very easy for so me. So easy. Go. Okay. Um, mainly, how do I get over feeling why her and not me? What's wrong with you? I don't want you to think about what's wrong with you. I want you to think about what you just escaped. You're lucky. Like, is this (gasps) not giving you every uh, fucking Harvey Weinstein fucking chilly spiny shit? Like, I'm like, congratulations. Yeah. You won the goddamn big prize of not being with a total creep. Like, okay, I know the Daily Mail is the worst. Yeah. I'm Uh, reading it. Yeah. But- Like once a month, it feels like they have a story about a teacher who kidnaps a student. Like, have you heard about all these stories? They're awful. They're awful, awful, awful. And um, reading this message gave me flashbacks of all those Daily Mail, like like all the Daily Mail coverage about a male teacher who fucking kidnaps or talks a 15-year-old into running away with him. Okay. Um, That's who you could have been with. Yeah. Like, why would you want that stank all over you? Uh, Emma has the stank on her now. Like, also, let's keep an eye on Emma because she might go MIA one day. And like, we need to all fucking fear for the safety of Emma. Like, for me, I'm like, why are you even pondering any of these questions of like, I, again, I'm kind of just in, like, I just don't understand why we're talking about this because this is a moment to celebrate that you fucking got out of this. Well, I think that I can understand. Like, I think that we 
all have been conditioned and built as women and we're trying over the last few years, there has been much more of an effort, all of us, like trying to sort of remove ourselves from blame and also from mm-hmm. thinking that the end all and be all of like anything is to be desired by somebody. Right. What it should be is desired by somebody who is worth desiring or how do I put it? Being desired by someone you want to be desired by. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I get it. It stings a little bit to be like, hey, I'm choosing her over you. But it he it depends on who the chooser exactly. is. Like, yeah. you know what? If Harvey Weinstein told me that he preferred somebody else over me, be like, I'd be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would be like, thank you. Bless you. I'd be Carry like, on. damn, girl, yeah. my mom raised me right. I, I'd be like, Elaine, you did well. Yeah. Like, what an achievement. Exactly. Like, you were not attractive to Harvey Weinstein and like you, you, you he didn't want you like I, it wouldn't make me feel bad and and also to be quite honest it's like and I and I don't want to make fun of this but it is true like people who are like predatory like that go for the weak so if she can kind of turn it around being like she was too strong for him do you know what I mean that he was like oh no I can't like this this woman is like a powerful woman like I can't go there. Yeah. And not to say that Emma's weak or less than, but he obviously was preying on someone he could manipulate. And what's so great is he wasn't able to manipulate her. You know, she was yeah. like, okay, no, I'm not, you know, you were weary of his behavior and um, you're just so like, I, instead of again, feeling like rejection is part of this. No. This is not about rejection. No. It's about, but what, it, what, how I would transfer this is be worried about Emma. That's what I mean. Keep an eye on fucking Like, have sympathy for Emma. Um, You know, Emma has the stink now. And I I feel actually sad for Emma, especially since, like, Emma was part of the school, evidently, right? They Mm -hmm. all worked together. Wasn't wasn't his behavior flagged by the way he was with Emma? That's right. And so I feel like Emma, I feel bad for Emma that she is not able to see how disturbing this might be. Mm-hmm. Like, Lo- you're lucky. Lola's your friend. And she's like, dude, this Give is what happened. Up. Like, yeah. at, at school, you know, he was being really aggro and Creepy. inappropriate. And if Emma, if that wasn't ringing alarms for Emma, then yeah, I'm worried about Emma. Mm-hmm. So even though to me and Sash, this seems like an easy answer. How do I, how do you, you don't anything. Like, you're good. Yeah. It's Emma who someone might need to reach out to. Totally. Oh. Now I feel really bad about Emma. I wish Emma would write in because that's the most important storyline here. But yeah. I also think that we need to, and we've talked about this in past podcasts, is why we um, crave, majority of women, why do we crave um, people who are not good for us? I don't don't know why we feel sad about that. And it is, and it is like… I think you have to create space between those um, those relationships that are toxic and really kind of think about why they stir mm-hmm. up insecurity in you and, and then you can figure out those answers. Well, what's a little heartbreaking to me is that um, the, the, the person who wrote in feels like shame, like why her and not me? That is shame, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's embarrassment. That That is a feeling of less than. When really the less than person should be him, Roger. Exactly. Like 
how do we get to the point where we can pass the onus on that person? That's right. Switch it around and be like, you know what? Like, why aren't we telling him? Or at least why isn't he feeling like, oh God, I, people think of this of me at work. Yeah, exactly. And like Lola warned, uh, my ex-girlfriend about me Mm -hmm. and people think I'm a creep. Yeah. Um, and you know, our reader here is like glad not to be with me anymore. Like Mm -hmm. she's so happy without me. Like, I just want you to like remove yourself from that situation and look at it from the perspective of, shouldn't he be the one who's embarrassed? Of course. Yeah. And that's the mind frame that we should start to flip in our minds so that we're not carrying the brunt of um, something that didn't turn out well when it wasn't really your fault. Like you're just dealing with someone who, as I keep on saying, is like this creepy dude. Like why does he get away with his life feeling great and here our reader feels like shit? Do you know what I mean? It's, just, yeah. it's, it's, it's strange that we do this to ourselves. But anyway. It is strange. And I, I think that that man, Roger. Right, Roger. If he walked into any room and people knew these things about him, he would, like, we would jeer. Like, you know, in yeah. movies where, like, <laughs> old-timey movies yep. where they go, boo, <laughs> That's what we would do to like, Roger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what we would do to Roger. I don't know if that's helpful in a greater society. Like, some kinder people might be like, Roger needs rehabilitation and, you know, loving kindness. But right now, but I just, just want to run away from Roger. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we are happy for you that you don't have a Roger in your life. Um, but hopefully we can, we've helped you have some sympathy for Emma. Yeah. And yeah, as we and said. And like, yeah, please ask Lola. How Emma's doing. Check on Emma. Yeah. Because Emma's the one who, yeah, Emma's in, maybe in danger, girl. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that wraps up this episode. So keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. And uh, good luck tomorrow, Sash. Oh my, thank you. Thank you. If I'm, if this trial and I get taken on, like, I, I'm, it's sad to say that I won't be able to give any more details because I will be that serious of a juror. I respect but I will that. Totally text you. I respect that. But can you? Please, I will totally given, text you given how you feel about other prospective jurors. Now, don't you think that maybe you should, um, if you are selected, you should nominate yourself as the. Um, the the head of the jury. I'm gonna as I told you last time. I'm gonna suss out the situation. I'm gonna suss out the other jurors and see their ranking of dumminess. Right. And if I have to step up, I will fucking step up. Oh, I'm. I just got goosebumps. I know. I'm, I'm really proud of <laughs> you. <know>. Thank you. <laughs> you she never said that to me in my life. Yeah, thank you. I know because I will I, take that. I know that you don't like to be like center some attention, but. I in know, this case, I will. For the justice system 100%. and for what's right, you may I will. take a risk to go yes. back to our first letter yeah. and out there. put yourself out there and become perhaps the jury forewoman. Done. Good luck. Thank you. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.